Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Podcasting Power Hour with your host, Jeff Townsend, a.k.a. The Indie Podcast Father. I'm your co-host, Greg, from Indie Drop-In Network. Podcasting Power Hour is recorded live every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter Spaces. Every week, an experienced panel of podcasters and other experts will tackle your podcasting questions. We will, of course, put links to all of our guests and any relevant information in the show notes. All right, let's get this party started. All right, we'll go ahead and get it kicked off. Podcasting Power Hour. What's the, is it the 14th of November today? Holy crap, time is flying. I'm Jeff Townsend. Eh, you know, I'm a podcaster guy. Nothing crazy, nothing too good. I just call and fight my way to the top. Never gave two shits about my reputation. Just the content creation. Joining me today is my best friend, Greg, the creator, the founder, the genius, the six-figure-plus guy off podcasting, Greg from Indie Drop-In. Jeff, you didn't tell anyone that you're MySpace famous. I mean, that's like your claim to fame. You were podcasting before podcast was a thing. You can find my earliest content on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's, uh, are you trying to live those days down? Like you don't, you don't want that brought up anymore? No, no. That's fine with me. Oh, okay. It's like uh, he never Bundy, stops right? talking about it. It's like no, no. I scored three touchdowns or whatever he kept saying in that. Sh- yeah, that's what yeah, I exactly. Exactly. I had a, I had a million followers before a million followers was cool. It's true. Now look at me. I've got nothing. All right. <laughs> joining us as usual, Fuzz and Jim. Thank you guys for joining. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. I'm here uh, at the office. I'm I'm writing two employer reviews for tomorrow. Got uh, some some grocery store sushi. Should be good to go. Jesus, what kind of life is that? Top that now. <laughs> Top that now. <laughs> I was gonna say my duct tape and uh, cut hanger don't sound nearly as bad right now. As no, I'm moving to Western <laughs> Pennsylvania. Actually, I could go for some duct tape and uh, <laughs> whatever you else you got to do it. All right. She has returned. Tanner Campbell will call her the girl of podcasting, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call her the woman of Twitter podcasting. Ariel Nissenblatt, glad you're back. I hope you're like, you've been traveling the world or something, haven't you? Yeah, and I am back and I'm never leaving again. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, that has to be exhausting. Like you're constantly doing something. And I'm always thinking like, I'd be kind of tired, but I'm old. So, you know. So, I can't believe we didn't we weren't prepared with like the theme song. Ariel needs a theme song every time she comes. Fine. Yeah, it's okay. very quiet here, and I think a theme song would have helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would it be like girls just want to have fun, or what do you think? Yeah, pe- people just don't know of your 
you know, gravitas when you enter the room, there definitely needs to be some sort of chime. One of my favorite Twitter people for sure. So Greg, had you come on today uh, to talk about some marketing? I know you had a really good thread that's a great resource and it has more to it than just, hey, tweet out your latest episode link. Please, <laughs> please listen to it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Ariel's famous for the uh, follow Fridays. Yeah, it's really my favorite <laughs> thing. Follow for follow. That's her, uh, her claim to fame. <laughs> um, no, but I saw I saw uh, Ariel's tweeted this out and it kind of gave me an idea. It said, starting a podcast is one thing. Consistently marketing that podcast is a whole other beast, which, man, I couldn't agree more. And it said, what questions do you have about growing your show? Throw me a question and then scroll through and help others. And what's funny about these is sometimes these tweets get you in trouble because what was the one that was like for every like it's I'll currently review. happening. Oh. My my pin tweet right now is for every like that this gets, I'll recommend a podcast. And it's at six hundred right now and my recommendations are at like sixty something. So I'll be doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah, there's no there's no catch in that. But hey, that's the point, right? Because this is what we're talking about. Just recommend my show. Nobody will trust your judgment after that. <laughs> yeah, you want to kill the thread. Just uh that's that's one way to do it. If you had Twitter blue, you had 30 minutes to take that back. You could reword <laughs> it, Ariel. That's hilarious. I was going to say, there are a lot more check marks in here than there were last time. That's right. I have I eight bucks. Lots of people getting famous around here. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's it. I bought it off James Cridlin. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I bought it off somebody. Someone changed their name to me, and I just had to buy that account in order to stay on Twitter because no one can change their names back. Well, Greg, with that being said, man, I'll let you kick this off. And you just kind of did, but... Yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. It's yours, buddy. Yeah, no. So I, I'm, instead of, you know, just reading this, this tweet, which uh, is the well, extent of my preparation. The, um, so that folks can follow along with it. Do you have it up? Uh, I have it up on my computer, not on my phone. Okay. I'll, I'll get it. it. I'll, okay. You got okay, it. Okay. Thanks. I'll get it. But, uh, but what I wanted to start with is why do you think marketing a podcast is so challenging? And I don't know if it's more or less challenging than anything else. So maybe we won't compare and contrast, but. Like, what do you, let's start with the bad and then we'll start with some, then we'll go into some solutions. But, you know, why do you think it's so hard? I think because it's ongoing, it's so hard. I think a launch is one thing. You can drum up a lot of excitement around a launch. But like I said in this tweet, having to consistently do that is very hard. And even if you have a show that week after week, you are putting in as much effort as you were the first episode, you can't possibly help the fact that humans are wired for a launch. It is new and exciting to support something that is just launching. It becomes less exciting when something is consistently great. So I don't know. I try every once in a while the shows that I listen to on a weekly basis that I love equally week after week. I try every once in a while to be like, you know what? Lindsey Graham of History Daily put out another incredible episode today and yesterday and the day before. But it is very hard for Lindsey Graham to tweet that he has a new amazing episode out every single day. But for example, last week, I think he reached one year of History Daily. And that's the kind of thing that's exciting. That's the kind of thing that he can tweet about that's going to get a couple hundred likes because people love an occasion to rally around. Yeah, it reminds me of sales. You know, it's what have you done for me lately? And it's really only to bubble up into the consciousness of people, really. Um, there has to be something noteworthy. So is there any way to like break through, like uh, let's, We'll call it, I hate to call it marketing hygiene, but what are what are some weekly tasks that you would suggest before we get into any of these specifics? But but something if you were to put together a plan of the basics, like 
hey, you should at least do this thing consistently. What what bubbles up to the surface? Yeah. So I will make some recommendations. Then I will, will also recommend in general that people should be subscribed to Podcast Marketing Magic because a few months ago, they did an entire issue on this exact question. It was a weekly checklist and then a long-term checklist for what to do to market your show. Um, off the top of my head, what should you do to market your show? If you have a weekly podcast um, and it's an interview podcast per se, maybe you have a checklist where you create assets specifically for that guest. And I don't just mean making assets like audiograms, like Twitter photos, like Instagram photos, like Instagram reels. That's way too much for um, to do for somebody that might not even repost them. So on an individual basis, I would ask your guest where they're most likely to share that episode, find out that information from them, and then get, make it as easy as possible for them to share that episode. Um, then uh, I was going to say make a Twitter thread, but I don't really know um, what the future of Twitter is. I'll just say it really depends on the social media platform that you are most active on. Um, that's where I would be posting about that episode. But again, there's so much variance that goes into what you should be posting about, how long your post should be, if your post should include an image, if your post should include a video, if your post should include just text. Lots of thoughts on that. Um, that's why I, I've been thinking about a lot about this lately. I hate to give general advice because the answer often is it depends. All of this is it depends. And I know that sucks and I know it's a cop out. But I find that so many quote unquote podcast gurus give large sweeping podcast advice and it is basically useless for the majority of people. You need to be able to get granular with people about what their show is about and what's the best course of action to market that show. I would say in general, being active on social is important. Posting and hoping for those posts to convert is very difficult. Um, I see Gary is here. Gary has a really successful TikTok. In my head, it's um, Gary has a podcast called Everything Everywhere Daily. Uh, is it daily, Gary? Just let me know. Um, and it's great. And I really like what you're doing with TikTok. So finding where your podcast is going to resonate with a group of people is great. TikTok is a whole different beast just because even if you are attracting people on TikTok and getting hundreds of likes and thousands of views, it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be your longtime podcast listener base. But it is good because overall social media, your goal should be to be seen as an expert in your area so that people trust you so that eventually if they want more from you, they go and check you out on your podcast. Social media is important. Another thing I would do is be consistently pitching yourself as a guest on other shows in your area. And you're going to want to experiment with that a lot. So it's not just um, be a guest on 30 different shows that have one of your keywords in their title. It's be, you know, maybe pitch yourself to five shows. Some are bigger than you. Some are smaller than you. Some are just your size. And um, if you find that one of those episodes converts really well, I would spread them out so that you can figure out um, the conversion tactics on that and figure out if it's really worth it for you to be guesting on this show more often. That Maybe that takes building a larger and more complex relationship with that podcast in particular. And then as always, I would be um, pitching to publications. And that means probably dedicating a lot of your time to researching publications in your topic area or in your guest's topic area so that you can pitch a specific episode. That was a lot. I'll stop there. So if we, if we boil this down to like a, uh, you know, let's give a checklist or, or very close to a basics because we can't have one-on-one -on -one conversations with everybody. You got to start somewhere just to learn what converts. I mean, when I first advertised in earbuds, you were like, Hey, your landing page is terrible. Right. <laughs> but I had to like Google landing pages and build something to start. Right. And then mm -hmm. 
you helped me iterate it to something that was useful. But um, so that's just kind of how I think when, you know, I agree with you that that advice should be tailor made, but until you talk to me about my landing page, all I had to go on was what I found online. Right. Yeah. So um, what I hope that we can give to people who don't want to come up and ask for specific advice or hear this podcast is, is, is just, if we boil it down and say, if you get, if you guessed on one show a month, is that, would you, would you consider that successful? What, what would you consider like a minimum criteria of success for, for just starting? Unfortunately. Um, No. Yeah. I I don't think you can, because you know, it's nice to make yourself quantitative goals like that. Yeah. Something to do. Yeah. But what if that one, one guesting experience is a complete shit show and it just doesn't make sense at all for your show, but Oh, look, you checked off the box. Like I, I wouldn't do it based on that. Um, well, I think you iterate. Give, you iterate based on that, right? Like you, sure. you have to do something, and then you look and go, "Okay, what was good? What was bad?" But you have to do something. Yeah, I would say um, if you really want to think about if you re- here, here's one thing that I think every podcaster should do, um, and you can do this pretty often. First of all, you should have claimed your show on all of the different podcast listening apps or verified that it's yours on all of the different podcast listening apps. And in a lot of those places, once you do that, you can apply to be featured, whether that is through an official channel, like a submission form, or through getting to know the curator by being a little sneaky and figuring out who they are and then following them on Twitter, and then hitting them with the right pitch at the right time. Um, And so for the places that do have forms where you can apply to be featured, I think um, strategically pitching them at the right times when you have a new exciting episode out is a tactic that you can take once a month. Um, and then also once you've claimed your show on all these different podcast listening apps, a lot of them have their own comment features. So what you can do is go through and um, respond to comments and um, like some certain things and maybe even screenshot some of them so that you can then post them on social to build buzz. I think that is my biggest takeaway lately is you want to be constantly building buzz for your podcast. Because like I said before, your show is launched And now that it's launched, it's out there in the world and that's great, but it's really hard to make news once it's launched. Um, And so I really want to just impress upon people that every piece of press that you get, even if it's a podcast review, is is something that you can go to Canva, put a nice background behind it and post it on social and say, look, people are talking about my podcast. I think the comments thing is very interesting because I stumbled on this kind of by accident and what I found is in CastBox, and it happens to be true in Good Pods too, but to a, to a lesser extent. But in CastBox, I realized that if people are followed my show and I commented on my own show, it would show up in their feed. So I would comment on my own show and just say, hey, everybody, what did you think of this, 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 or this? And I would get three or four comments. And if I didn't comment anything, no one would comment ever. Yeah. So yeah. Unless, they were, unless it was hostile. <laughs> then I had to email Castbox. Yeah, Castbox even has a, a little bit of a spam problem over there too. But most of the comments are good, um, or at least they are real people. Yeah, um, yeah. Just um, for context, there, Castbox on the homepage has a few buttons at the bottom. One of them is your library. One of them is the homepage. Another one is the comments section. So that's a feed. Um, so you can get to your comments by the feed, and you can see all the things that are happening. Or you can go to your specific episode or podcast and people can comment on the podcast as on a whole or on each episode. And that's a that's a cool way to interact with your with your listeners. And what I would say is I would monthly be going to your uh, podcast uh, 
your hosting site and looking at your analytics and seeing where your listeners are coming from. And if you see an uptick in listeners from CastBox, I would even record something that says, hello to all of our new listeners from CastBox. Leave me a comment. I hang out there all the time. I would love to say hello to you. Jeff, did you want to expand or have any co- or comments or questions? I don't want to take up the whole time. I mean, not necessarily, but I really, I think the big thing is, and the purpose this all is, it's important to highlight, is just getting out in front of people and engaging in, uh, the community is like a buzzword. I know that community, 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 but I don't really know how else to say it, but it's really getting out there and find different ways to meet and interact with these individuals, especially when you're, uh, don't have necessarily like maybe a huge team behind it or huge funds behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one thing, and you know, this episode's kind of all about Ariel, so I'm going to bring up something else. But one thing that Ariel said that has been stuck in my brain is somebody asked um, if they should start a community. And I'm going to paraphrase here. Ariel, you responded, are you sure your listeners want to be grouped, that they want to interact in a community? And I just thought, man, podcasting just got harder because <laughs> that's true. I like. Know. Um, you know, I've tried multiple times to create communities around indie drop-in and they, they work to an extent, but you know, people, only few people are like into podcasting. A lot of people that have podcasts are into the thing they're podcasting about. And podcasting is just something that they're forced to do to talk about NASCAR or whatever. Right. Um, so what would you say to that? I mean, if you can't create a community how how do you kind of build lasting fans? <sighs> what a question. I think that um, what I what I mean what I mean when I say you don't have to create a community really is just you don't have to use the buzzword of community to um, when it comes to grouping the people who listen to your podcast. I I'm just sick of hearing um, ever you got to build a community. You got to build a community because you have to think about this. James Cridlin has a podcast. James is here. James's podcast is called Pod News. It's daily. It's three to five minutes, sometimes shorter. And I listen to it when I am doing other things. I listen to it when I am brushing my teeth or washing the dishes or just I'm in I'm it's the morning. And that's when it comes out in my in my neck of the woods. And I'm listening and I'm not necessarily thinking I've got to go discuss the latest pod news episode with my pod news friends. So to me, there's not much of a community surrounding James's podcast. However, there is a there is a community surrounding pod news in general. But these are just some things to think about. What is the user behavior of the people who listen to your podcast? Is your podcast a commute podcast? And you can find that out by asking your listeners or by trying to figure out when they're downloading the podcast. If it's a commute podcast, maybe they don't have time. Maybe it's not a hands-free opportunity for them to then go on Twitter and post about it or to join a Discord and talk about it. Um, so you just have to think about and ask questions of your audience, what they want from you as a host or what they want from each other. You know, it doesn't necessarily be, need to be a host-led community. There's a podcast that I listen to called The Daily Zeitgeist that has a, an entire Discord completely unassociated with the podcast itself. It's just fans of the podcast. They made it because that's what they wanted to do. Over the years, the um, podcast has acknowledged it, but they don't necessarily, it's not created by them. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of examples of this. So you just need to, when you are considering building a community, consider not just what that community should look like, but how the individuals who you want to be part of that community are going to interact with it. Not every community has to be a discord. Some communities like for example, every every asset, every company, every podcast, every truly every brand can have a community associated with it. The example that I give is like 
McDonald's could have a beta tester community of people who test out their chicken nuggets, the newest flavors before they go to market. That's a community. But that community doesn't necessarily need to um, like meet on a weekly basis to discuss how much they love McDonald's. They're just needed for that specific task. So think about what you want out of this community. Think about what you want out of these listeners and why you want this. So Greg, you said you started a, you said you've tried to start a community, but it's hard to group them. Ultimately, what would you get if you grouped them successfully? I would jump in if, if I could and just say also to, to think about what that community wants, you know, like not just what you want out of that community, but what does the community gain by being a part of this group is yeah, I, I also, think the, yeah, just to jump in there. It's, um, it's not just that it's like, think about this. There are at least 20 podcasts represented right in this Twitter space right now. Imagine if, uh, if I listened to all of your podcasts and I was part of all of your communities, that's nuts. I listen to I listen to 30 podcasts probably throughout the week, every week. And I switch in sometimes, I switch out some of those, whatever. I'm not part of all of those, but I know I've heard like the Daily Zeitgeist, like I mentioned before, I'm not on their Discord, but I love their show. I consider myself a super fan, but I don't want to be grouped like that with the Daily Zeitgeist for whatever reason. So just consider all of these possibilities. Yeah, for me personally, what I what I so what I'm looking for out of a community is is really just to try to dig up podcasters to interact with really it's just kind of a a way to to do this what we're doing right now that's what I'm kind of hoping to achieve and I and what I've what I've figured out and kind of how I when people ask me about this because I have a similar view although I didn't you know I didn't phrase it like do people want to be grouped because I never really thought about it from that perspective which you know I should have but you know the the things that I tell people are there's likely a community already existing that you could contribute to and add value and you might not need to like recreate the wheel like I love for, that yeah like for me in in my day job in technology like the, another technology community would add no value at all but I could totally add value in a tech community like so um as far as as far as uh podcasting that that's what I'm trying to do so that's why I do this with Jeff and, um, you know, anywhere I can in contribute to the podcast community, I try to do it in a positive fashion and, uh, and I, and I still will have my own stuff, but I've boiled it down to like, you know, the Twitter group, uh, a Facebook group and like a newsletter. So just, just try to the, the basics. Fuzz, what do you think? I know you commented already, but, uh, what do you think people should do about community, uh, besides, uh, contribute to one existing anything stand out? Well, I just, I think it's, it really goes to say, does your, do your listeners want to be a part of a community is a thing. And if they don't, then don't try to force that and and go in some other direction. So I, you know, uh, we as podcasters have some shared suffering, I would say, in terms of, you know, trying to get our, our shows out there and our messages out there and those things. So we have uh, a little bit of a, you know, that want to be around people who, are you know suffering the same way you know we are but then when you talk to some other places some other like for instance we work a lot with uh, landscapers and snowplows we'll say snowplowers uh they are competitors to one another and a lot of times they don't want to help each other so they They don't don't want to be a part (laughs) exactly they're their own thing they're they're successful on their own and they don't want to share what makes them successful or what works for them and if somebody asks them what is working for them, they don't want to be a part of that because they don't want to give away the thing that they've worked so hard to achieve. We're different here in the in this space. 
Um, and it sort of really depends on your audience and who your what your show is about. We all sometimes we get on these shows, and a lot of us here talk about podcasting, and that's kind of our our thing that we like. But there are also those here who podcast about things other than podcasting, uh, and you have to think about your group. You know, some places like finance and some uh, uh, other kind of groups are really tight knit and they're they're good with that and that's cool if you want a community there that's awesome but think about that first and realize that your audience may not want to be there and you need to put yourself in their mindset i think before you worry about selfishly what's your own and if if a community isn't what's going to help get people to listen to your show or keep listening to your show you need to find something else so that's what marketing is right so trying something adapting moving on to the next thing if or or testing something else if that's not working for you yeah, there are. There's an interesting thing in podcasting. I don't know what the the statistics are on this, but a huge percentage of people who listen to podcasts become podcasters. I think about this a lot because a lot of the people who um, advertise in earbuds are um, people who have products for podcasters, and I'm sometimes like, oh, you know, that's maybe not a good fit. But then my other thought is, most of these people, when they subscribe to my newsletter. One of the questions that I have is, what's your favorite podcast? And that's, you know, so that I can weed out the bots so that they actually give me a real answer. They all put the name of their own podcast. I know because the name matches their name. And um, it's very clear that a lot of these people have their own podcasts. So it is it is a medium. Like, I don't know how many books there are in the world and then how many people who read books. But I would think that the number is very different from the people who podcast. I don't know why the pipeline is so strong from listeners to podcasts, but it it really is. So that, all that is to say, it is hard to get all of these people to listen to all of these podcasts about podcasting. I have an answer to that. It's easier to uh, talk than write. Yeah, but no, 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 I'm not. I'm not thinking about the why are there not more writers in the world. I'm just thinking, um, you know, why. That's why there's more why. podcasters because <laughs> anybody. No, they let me talk. They won't let me write. I can promise you. Who's they though? You could publish your own book. Nobody would buy it. Do you want to? I don't want to. I don't like writing. <laughs> Yeah, we'll no, see. Jeff, Jeff Bezos has permanently banned him from uh, indie, indie, indie Kindle, Amazon altogether. I also wanted to just give the example of how I came up with the Squadcast community model, if that's helpful. Please. Yeah. So I was hired at Squadcast in August of 2020. I didn't have any formal community experience, meaning I'd never had the word community in my title, but I've been <clears throat> informally building communities for. I don't know, since college, uh, I was in a lot of groups that, you know, put on events and got people together to, have, to facilitate discussions and things like that. And I just never thought of that as a community builder, but that's exactly what it is. So when I started a Squadcast, my instinct was let's find ways to elevate the people who consider themselves um, Squadcasters. And, you know, there's tens of thousands of people who use Squadcast, um, but not all of those people, they, they, there's a spectrum of how much they want to be involved. There's the people who, want to record and then want to immediately tell people about their recording on Squadcast um, and want to be involved all the way through and want to text me and meet me when they go to podcast movement. And they want to um, send me squad shots every single time they have an episode that goes out and they want to take advantage of every single opportunity that I put out there. And then there's people who um, use Squadcast and then are done and don't even know the name of the person who founded it and don't know that there is a position of community manager. They don't care. That's fine with me too. All of those people are valid. All of those people are our customers. But the people who want to be grouped are the people who are, you know, sending in squad shots, the people who want to be featured on the podcast and all that kind of stuff. I love everybody, but I make the community.
community for the people who want to be part of the community. And so what I did when I started was um, uh, after a few months of assessing the situation, hearing from people, having some one-on-ones with people who are active community members, I put out an email that just said, if you want to be part of building the Squadcast community, I named it the Squad Pod early on. I think naming it is a good thing to do. Um, then fill out this doodle. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a Google um, or a Zoom. Should have been a Squadcast, but at the time we could only hit, fit four people. Now we can fit ten. Um, obviously needed even more than that. We had a hundred plus people come to this first event. Where in it. We took notes on what a community looks like and what people wanted out of a community. So we had a few different hoops to jump through. First, you needed to fill out the form to say that you wanted to be part of this community. Then you needed to attend this event. Then at this event, we took notes. And then afterwards, people note, people indicated that they wanted to meet on Slack. So then we created a Slack channel. And then within the Slack channel, we created all sorts of ways to stay involved. And that's what it looks like now. There's a Slack channel that has all sorts of ways to be involved. You can, you can submit an episode to be featured in our newsletter. You can ask for guests. You can ask to be a guest. You can figure out promo swaps. You can troubleshoot, troubleshoot tech issues. You can ask about being part of the affiliate program. There's lots of different communities within this established community. And we use the community to crowdsource. Like we have a, like I said before, it's a two-way street. So what do they want out of it? And then what does Squadcast want out of it? Ultimately, my goal is to make people so obsessed with Squadcast that they make me obsolete as a community leader, that there are community leaders going around talking about Squadcast. The other day, I, I put on LinkedIn something about how you don't necessarily need to have video a video plan for your podcast in 2023. And somebody commented, yes, but with Squadcast, they make it so easy. And I was like, damn, you're doing my job for me. So that's, that's I'm happy. <laughs> One thing you pointed out there that I really believe is is true is that the communities are really designed for you know, the quote unquote super fan. I mean, in your case, you have, it's a, you're a tech company. So you have people that are fans of the tech. You have people that are fans of the company. You have a lot of overlapping things. You have probably beta testers and affiliates and all those different uh, kind of things. But I think it's unrealistic to think a community is going to be a majority of your listeners. And, you know, this, this was hard for me at first in podcasting because I had a pretty, you know, when we first met, at, at, you were you were uh, at Castbox. You know, I was promoting one of my first shows, and you know, it was sad Which when uh, fan dummies. It's mm, it, yes, it's sto- it stopped, so I could do indie drop in. But um, you know, it 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 would get a lot. Of, it would get a lot of listens. I mean, for for me at the time, it was a lot. It was like twenty to thirty thousand downloads an episode, thanks That's to awesome. marketing. You know, thanks to Castbox and paid ads and lots of lots of investment but you know then we would get like six patrons and 10 people would fill out our survey and you know we'd have 20 people participate in a contest and i would think to myself like this you know podcasting is really hard <laughs> like are these people listening do they like us are we doing good work because uh that's demoralizing the, yeah the feet the feedback is such a, you know, it's like a, it's like 1% of 1%, not just 1%, but like a hundredth of a percent. And, uh, um, and it just goes to show that you will, and, and, and we did eventually start to peel out these super fans where they would always comment on our YouTube. They would always, uh, you know, they would, whatever we would release a shirt or whatever, they would buy it immediately. And mm-hmm. over time they start to stack up, but, um, I was always surprised at 
the level of super fan you really have to achieve in order to start to build this this group? Yeah, it is. It also depends. There's a number of factors that go into this. Um, the topic that you chose, fan dummies, it's about gaming. Is that right? Yeah, it's like it's a TV movie pod. So it. it's like, you know, Batman and superheroes. So stuff think like about think about this. The act of watching TV is a solitary act. I mean, maybe you do it with a friend. Maybe you do it with a with a couple friends every once in a while. But yes, people want to go and discuss that. But, um, you know, it, it's just something to think about is like, again, what is the user behavior of the people who are listening to your show? When are they listening to your show? Why are they listening to your show? And are you hitting them with the right requests at the right time? There's just it's so impossible to put a, like a reason on why only six people would respond. Um, like, I'm sure that if I, go, I went and listened to your call to action to ask people to take the survey, I would have critiques and then somebody else would, have, would say it's perfect. And then other people would say, I don't know why it's converting. And then other people would have a different set of critiques. There's just, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but I am oh, for sure. very happy yeah. to throw out issues. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 everything improves over time. And, and that's what I, really the moral of the story and what hopefully I want everybody to hear that is, you know, it, it gets better as time goes on. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a crazy person about niche, because during that, um, during that show, which we did for a little over two years, which, which was a really good run. Um, we niched down several times and every time we did community engagement more than doubled, probably more than tripled because we started to, we started to, you know, I'll use specific examples, right? We started to kind of hone in on the people that liked the same stuff as us. Instead of talking about such a broad topic, someone who, um, I'll just use Batman again since I use it. Someone who's super into Batman knows that our knowledge of Batman is, you know, just whatever the movie was that was just out that we're talking about, that we're not fanatics on Batman. So they just, you know, pass us up on that topic. But when we started to drill down and really get into a, a, a deeper niche, we started to find common ground, I think, for people to kind of elevate themselves from just listener to a participant in the show. So that's why these variety shows, people ask me how to market them. And, and I say, well, first, can you be viewed as somebody that is able to have a deep conversation on this topic? Because that's what they, those people really, really want. I mean, they really want somebody to, you know, like in Jeff's case, talk about Indiana, right? They really want somebody who has the chops yeah. to discuss something. I work with a podcaster named Kimmy Culp. Uh, her podcast is called All the Wiser. It's an amazing show about traumatic life experiences and how people cope on the other side of that. But pitching her as a guest is difficult because she is really good at telling other people's stories. But where does that leave her story? Yeah, but I bet that's really great at building community because it's a common ground that people can stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great show. It gets thousands and thousands of downloads. But, you know, that's just something to think about is Kimmy does have a story. She happens to have an amazing story of her own. Um, but that that's an example of somewhere where if you're not careful about if you don't give enough of yourself in each episode, people will have no idea why, why you're there and why you're telling that story. There's a show called Media Circus. Um, it's it was hosted, it is hosted, it's between seasons right now, by Kim Goldman, who is the sister of Ron Goldman, who was killed with Nicole Brown um, in the OJ story. Really yep. interesting. And um, her podcast is Media Circus because she talks to people who were in the spotlight 
um, on different stories and different very high profile media stories. And she is clearly the right person to be hosting that, but didn't strike the right balance between, you know, sharing why she was there as the host um, and then also letting her guests tell their story. We would wonder why it was her, but she did such a good job giving her positionality. Why was she the right person to tell that? And every single episode strikes the balance perfectly. I really highly recommend that show for just figuring out how to position yourself within your story and and amongst your guests. Podcasting Power Hour is part of Indie Drop-In Network. If you are a podcaster looking to grow your listeners, check out IndieDropIn.com. Indie Drop-In is always free, and we have opportunities right now for comedy, true crime, scary, and paranormal podcasts. Just go to IndieDropIn.com to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jeff, any comments on that? No, I think it's all great advice. Not necessarily any comments on it. Fuzz, what do you got? No, I think it was a great story. I agree. I um, uh, was just sitting back listening and not thinking of, of any uh, sort of uh, add-on to that. Thank you for sharing, Ariel. Yeah, that's a good one. The uh, so, so, so far in our conversation, we've talked about mostly free stuff. And that was really by design because I know uh, people get, um, they have comments on free versus paid marketing. <laughs> so... Um, I just wanted As to should. There's so much that you can do that's free. Um, I know that and, that's know, yeah. I go can ahead, go in more depth on free stuff if you want. Well, I wanted to pull this one comment out of your thread that says, which strategies have the highest ROI? By the way, the question, I don't know, I don't I don't love the question, but I but I want to hear you answer it live. It says which strategies have the highest ROI? Press releases, which makes me laugh. Um Paid online advertising, paid print ads, award nominations, social media, word of mouth campaigns, guest appearance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a completely valid question, um, but I, I only laugh because we talked about press releases, was it last week or the week before, and Fuzz repeatedly smacked my hand on it. So, Hey, I like press releases. Press releases is what uh, James Pridlin requires to be featured in Pod News, and he has a whole thing on his website about how to do that. Oh, so for I sure. Fuzz doesn't want. I think, yeah, yeah and, and and I I agree. If if you're if you have news, I think yeah, that it's a, a great thing. If it's yeah. you trying to advertise something that's not news but should be an ad, if you should be sponsoring uh, Pod News instead of trying to uh, get James to talk about uh, your your thing that's not really news, then I that right. that's where I take issue, and that's just from I, my my world. I also get uh, press releases every single week 
in my earbuds email for a podcast that has a new guest every single week. And I do not want that (laughs) every week. And like I said, it is really hard to maintain the energy of a launch, but still, I don't know. I, when I work with clients, do not send a press release every single week. Right, James Cridlin? Every once in a while when it's when it's exciting. Okay, so stop sending Ariel <laughs> the email every week. What else was said there? I just want to go back to something. No, no. Ba- so basically oh, okay. the question is the highest ROI. It, yeah. There's a whole list of things, but you know, what is the heavy hitter in the list really for you? Yeah, so being featured on podcast listening apps will get you a big spike in downloads. And that's really awesome. And that's what some people want. Um, especially if you have maybe just like a six episode season. And if you can be featured on Apple's new and noteworthy, and maybe you go from, I don't know, 500 downloads an episode to 2000 downloads an episode, that's huge, right? And then maybe you come back a few months later, and you can, uh, you've managed to maintain the listeners that you had the first time around, and then you build on them because maybe Apple likes you so much or Spotify likes you this time around and they want to feature you. That's really great. That's a really awesome way to get a spike. But a spike is a spike. And so my favorite way to grow over time is to find the right partners to collaborate with and then to find the right ways to collaborate with them. A lot of people think it's just a cross promo. Oh, let me set up a cross promo. But when you find the right partner for a cross promo, spend time with them. Don't just do a one-off. Figure out what elements from within that cross promo may convert or may not convert and then figure out what how you should iterate on that. So maybe it should be a mid-roll, but you tried it as a post-roll. Maybe it should be um, 30 seconds, but you tried it for 60 seconds. Shorter sometimes is better in that case. So lots of different factors. And I think um, sometimes people do need to hear it more than once and they need to hear it in a different way and not just the same ad um, repeated week after week, but really trying something new, explaining genuinely why you should check out the show and why they should check out yours. Any fear in losing your audience to that person if the show's too close or is that a unfounded fear? Yeah, I think it has to be adjacent. At least that's what I feel most comfortable with. Somebody who would like both shows. Sound like Dave Jackson now. I do? Me? Oh, I'm sure he's making fun of me. <laughs> Dave, Dave always talks about that. The, uh, as far as uh, taking a week off or, or, or feed dropping. or you know, We giving. love a feed drop, yes. Yeah. Um, that's really big. There, Thanksgiving is coming up. That's an opportunity for you to potentially take a week off, but not really take a week off. Find a show that makes sense to drop in your feed, and then you record 30 to 60 seconds explaining genuinely why somebody might like that show, and then Make sure that they do that for you as well. Yeah, feed feed drops are feed drops are awesome. I don't think anything beats in app, um, uh, you know, features for spikes. But, yeah, yeah, for spikes. Um, but I get depending on the show, but I regularly get in the ten percent conversion range on a feed drop, which that's awesome for marketing is you know nine percent more than average. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Whoa, what else whoa, we got? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold oh, oh, Jim. Slow on the mute button, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Well, you were you were quick talking. We did well, okay. So we got the feed drops in the um, the swapcast. We didn't get to the nuts and bolts of that question. Uh, we got we had the press releases. We had the uh, social media ads and the other things. So what's what's the next step up down? I don't know which way it goes, but you can figure that out on your own. Well, the, well, the highest ROI you're saying is in-app features followed by followed by uh, but then it's promo also, swaps, right? You can't just get featured once. So Yeah, I mean, you might, if you get featured, you're lucky to be featured. But the tactic, and this is the reason, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I'm looking for something that we could draw on Destiny on, I guess, besides feed drops. Uh, Something something that you're not waiting for someone else to like your show. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, then I would go with the promo swaps that really fit. And also never, um, never think that your show is uh, at its tip top shape. Like I think it might take some genuine, maybe you have to spend money or maybe you really have to ask a friend or a friend of a friend for a, for a genuine reaction to your show, but your show could just be bad. I think people forget that. Yeah. I fall, I fall in this trap. Honestly, the, um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I've not made a bad show, but I've definitely made worse shows than I make now. (laughs) Or it could Um, just not be hitting the points that you want it to hit. And I think this comes off most often with podcast cover art. It's that you think it comes off one way, but really you've missed that this, this logo secretly is giving you the middle finger. Like that could happen and you just missed it because you've been too close to the material. Sometimes you just need to send it to somebody else to look over. That That is so true. And there's not enough people to do this work, unfortunately, and even paid either it's hellaciously expensive or um, you just can't find anyone to do it. I mean, I had my wife listen to my intro for a new show and I really thought it was the best thing that I had ever created. Like I was so proud, so proud of it that I saved it and sent, you know, and, and airdropped it to her phone. I'm like, you got to hear this banging intro that I just made. <laughs> and she goes, you're going to use this music. And I, I was like, Oh my God. Is that the one you sent me? And I went along with it. Uh, I I did send it to you, but I sent it to you after, after I slowed it down just a little bit. I I really liked it, man. Yeah, no, I I made an adjustment that she felt was adequate, but I really liked it. So it was, you know, one versus one. Yeah. I think, um, I, I, I love doing little audits for people. Little I did an asynchronous audit over the weekend. It was really fun. They sent me four episodes to listen to. I sent back like four pages of notes. That was fun as hell. I love that. You don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how long did that take you? I mean, four episodes. I mean, it could be 30 or an hour long, 30 oh, minutes or an hour yeah. long. Not when you're a fast listener. I mean, you can't You can't get the... Times, what do you listen to it at 1.5? I listen three. at 1.8, but then I do one of the episodes on regular speed so that I know what it actually should sound like. Oh my gosh. Your mm-hmm. brain cells just must like absorb this stuff. Like at yeah, 1.25, I mean, it's think, it for um, me. I think, yeah, I, I built up to it and I didn't build up to it because I wanted to listen to it fast, but I built up to it because I work in podcasting and I need to be able to listen to a lot of shows and I can consume it that way. I think, you know, not everybody's learning style is audio. Some people are visual. I am not a visual learner. I do not read books. I have not read books in a really long time because the way that I consume and the way that I synthesize information is through my ear. Hey, Jim, just in case you're wondering, I know you're worried that you can put it at 0.75. So. Oh, okay, good. I was wondering. You can put it. <laughs> hey, not all brain cells are created equal. I just want to try to be inclusive to Jim. So I do That's have mean, a question. I think. <laughs> Wait, can we play podcast backwards and get the heading meeting? <laughs> <laughs> you have a question, and uh, somebody did post a question. I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm trying to get more information on it. But in the meantime, what is one thing if you had to pick one thing, Ariel? And this is a tough one. The people listening to this should go back and at least give it a shot. What would be the one thing you'd recommend? Everything we talked about today, if you had to pick one. Um, I think that everybody here today should Google uh, a newsletter in your topic area and see if you can become the, um, the, the podcast correspondent for that newsletter. So if you have a podcast about, um, let's, let's take Rena, for example, which is sort of parenting related, um, I would go to a parenting related newsletter and I would say, can I write a monthly column 
about uh, parenting as it relates to my podcast with a link. And I will always give you a shout out um, in my podcast. Oh, I like that. What do you think? What do you think, Greg? I like that too. That came up out of out of nowhere. Did you realize out of nowhere? Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty smart. I I've been actually looking at this because Fuzz recommended on the PR show that you do something similar. Um, what are they tier like tier two media outlets? I never know what you call these things in the business, but the blogs and the newsletters all in your in your niche. And uh, now I have something else to ask them. Yeah, try everything. I mean, and I, I I just named it correspondent because it sounds fancy, but you know, you could just be a contributor. You could just be um, you know a reviewer. Like maybe you, Rena, review parenting podcasts for the parenting newsletter. Um, and then you also get to plug your show. I mean, something that something that I've been working on is like, I'd love to just like, I posted on LinkedIn the other day that I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I was like, if you have a publication that's considering covering podcasts, let me write a few recommendations for you every week. You know, and a lot of people got back to me because a lot of people want to cover podcasts in some way. What, what would you suggest doing if your podcast is losing listeners? Like if if every week you put out a show and it's uh, you know one two three percent yeah. down. First, I would find out if there's an issue with your hosting site. I feel like you should rule that out. Um, you never know because that's sad, <laughs> but it is possible. I mean, um, so you're putting an episode out every single week and you're still losing listenership. Um, I would probably reach out to some longstanding listeners that you have that you know that listen and ask if something has changed in your hosting um, or in your in your presentation or something like that, try to get a sense from them. Um, and then I might even gently call it out on the show um, and say something like, yeah, I would never admit, oh, we're losing listeners week after week. But I would say, if you like this show, now is a really good time to let everybody else know about that. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're resetting some things in uh, HQ over here and we just would love to hear from you. So just like calling that out a little bit. And of course, the people who you're losing are not going to hear that. So I would post on social about that. Um, and I would post in all of those um, message forums and the apps to see if maybe those people are there and they're commenting that they're leaving for some reason. Yeah. The other thing I want to point out on that is um, that if you buy ads and your listenership is small or you buy enough ads that it makes a massive dent in your listenership, even if that's going from 100,000 to 500,000, you are going to have some stressful weeks because oh, yeah. there's going to be drop off. Yeah. I, what I've noticed is if you, if you can retain a third, you've done really well. That's what, like what I was referring to before is that these, these uh, opportunities where you get featured or if you buy an ad, you're going to see spikes, but the, you know, your, your podcast is being featured to these people. It's being featured to everybody. It is up to anybody who wants to, who is attracted to your cover art to click on your cover art and to listen. And the second they hit play um, and it, a minute passes or however long it needs to be a certified download, um, they are counted as a listener, but they might not subscribe and they might not even listen past that first minute. So you're going to get that spike, but you're not necessarily going to get a devoted listener. So um, that's just goes back to cover art. Your cover art really needs to convey what your show is about, so that when people click it, they get what they expected. Um, yeah. And spikes are going to happen. And that is just something to be aware of. I was featured in Apple's new and noteworthy for a podcast that I had two and a half ish years ago. And, um, we got 18,000 downloads that month, as opposed to regular 2000. And it slowly over time went back to maybe 3000 a month. So ultimately we gained about a thousand listeners a month. I'll take it. 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, look, for the price. If, if we'd kept up with that podcast, maybe we'd eventually be featured again. Or, you know, it wasn't really my priority. It was a side, side, side project. So it wasn't really concerning to me. It was more all of it was an experiment. But yeah. Ariel, yeah. speaking of uh, podcast cover art, so when I went back and uh, we, we started relaunching this Good Morning Podcasters thing, I'm very colorblind and uh, just launched it by uh, selecting some colors off of a, uh, a sunrise. And then I saw your post about asking about colors or something like that, mm-hmm. which happened to, I, I doubt it was about mine, but I was, no, happened no, no. to be, happened to be coincidental, coincidental timing. So I called my wife over. I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this? And she said, <laughs> Oh God. Oh no, we need to fix that. <laughs> so, so then uh, it was a little pain by number there and uh feel better about the whole good morning podcasters color scheme now. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. wanted to let you know that I saw that. And then I felt very like small for a moment and then uh, we, f- we figured it what out. I, I got some feedback. What's that? Which- which one was it? Uh, it was. Uh, it must have been a couple of weeks ago. Okay. We all post a lot. I don't oh, expect oh, you to I remember. Know what it was. I know what it was. It was about like microphones. Oh, it may have been that. Yeah, but you you had mentioned something about colors or like you know just having people ask you or ask anybody. Oh yeah. Um, and, I'm a big uh, fan of just like asking people what vibe it gives off. So you did the right thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So well, I I did so at um, I guess at your instruction. <laughs> so and it, it felt better once I had it up. And now I I'm confident in it mostly. Good. It looks purple to me, this. but it's not. Apparently it's blue. So all right. Um just just want to say that a few people have DM'd me asking if I would look over their or listen to their podcast. And um I will do that, but for a fee. That's just a just a note. I I, I won't do it for free. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> I was about to say the same thing that you do look over podcasts and provide the four pages of notes, but as a service. So I don't know if you want to talk about that. If you, do you disclose the pricing or do you know, do you, do you have a limit on how many you can handle? Cause this is going to be um, turned into a podcast and be alive for a while. Yeah, no, I, I do a sliding scale. Um, if I'm doing a, like a quick turnaround, um, uh, you know, I, re- I really would have to know what you want, actually. So I do these on a on a on an ongoing basis, a rolling basis. But I will say that I will work with you. I am not going to charge five thousand dollars or even four hundred dollars. So we can work together to figure out what what is a price that makes sense for you. Perfect. So get your podcast looked at by Ariel for three hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents. She listen to That's four it. podcasts <laughs> and provide you four episodes, provide you four pages of notes. Within what seven days? Right. There you go. A thousand times. There, <laughs> she, people would look at it. They wouldn't. They would go, man. I, I, I'm not even That's on this some level. Good shit. I'm not even thing. on this level. <laughs> so, it was all Greek to me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jeff. Nine o two. We did it, man. We did it. I know two one o. So I do it. No, I do want to say thanks, Ariel, for uh, reappearing back in here. I know you've been busy. And- taking the time to do this is awesome. You sure do a lot of work uh, for this community. And you, I remember, well, well over a year ago now, you reached out to me and you're like, hey, you should talk to Brian Barletta. Like you went the extra mile to engage with me and and make that connection. So you do a lot of really great things. And that was just an example of it. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I had somebody today, it means a lot because I had somebody today on Twitter bullying me and um, being mean to me about my podcast background. It's always good to be validated. Well, before we stop, I just want to tell a quick story. Uh, my friend Josh, who runs a show called Obscure History, uh, Ariel introduced I love him. him so much. Ar- yeah, Ariel introduced him to uh, History Daily. Um, who, who's the host of that one? 
Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, yeah. And it changed his life, by the way. They, through him, he got connected to studios and is now selling his scripts and doing some writing and uh, all sorts of things. He doesn't have time to make obscure history, but he's writing the episodes and selling them thanks to the connections from Ariel. So uh, screw whoever the haters are out there I know, because I know. the connections work. It, it takes a while though. He's like, I, he, he says to me, I did this for years and it felt like I wasn't getting anywhere making $200 a month on dynamic ads and the occasional host red ad. He goes, and now I just signed a six, I don't know. I don't want to say, but you know, tens of thousands of dollar deal. His show is really, really good. And yeah. I wish yeah, he had time he to make released, it. Me too. I love history podcasts, but he hasn't released an episode since July, but I really recommend checking it out. It's obscure history and it is really obscure and it's really cool. Yeah. So if you're out there chugging away on your podcast, uh, you know, have a little faith. This is a game of years. It's not a game of months. So um, I know everyone loves to post their fourth episode and ask if, you know, 15 downloads is good or bad for the fourth episode. Just keep your head down because it, it, it will work out if you put the effort in. Jeff, uh, Ed's got his hand up there. Ed, you're already as a speaker, buddy. Go on. We're trying. We're not trying to wrap it up. Sorry. I uh, just wanted to say thank you to Ariel for creating the podcast Twitter community area and posting the thing about the um, Southern California meet and greet. Because if it wasn't for me seeing that, I wouldn't have won my vocaster on Saturday. So no thank way. you, Ariel. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations. Thank you. It's an early. It was an early 60th birthday present. So happy birthday, Ed. By the way. Yeah. Happy thank birthday, you. buddy. Happy birthday, Ed. All right, thank you. I'm off to have dinner with my wife now. So uh, enjoy the rest of your show. At ten oh five. Well, it's late. He's in California. He's in California. Yeah, I know that 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 was a that was a time zone joke. It might be oh. late. I'm still there. So funny, Fuzz. So funny. <clears throat> well, I mean, he's you know, at like also you know, you get older, and even seven oh five is kind of late for dinner. But uh, well, he already dropped off. I can't is this even, is this why I can't even roast him anymore? Yeah, is this why you don't do the radio show anymore? Like your, yes, your jokes just don't land? I, apparently, they're not landing today. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ariel, hopefully that, uh, hopefully that, that uh, feedback uh, makes you feel a little better and balances out your troll because yeah, uh, you make I a difference. need to learn to like, not take trolls seriously, but I don't know. Does anybody else have that problem? Oh, it's so hard because you're it's like, so hard. my show here's, does here's, suck. Here's, all right. I, I, will, I will give you... Give you the advice from my old program director, Mike Elliott, who was a, he's a radio hall of famer who unfortunately passed away during COVID. But uh, he used to always say to me, whenever I get down about some negative review on the radio, he would always say, if everybody likes you, you're vanilla and nobody remembers vanilla. So don't <laughs> worry like about that. the haters. Yeah, I like that. If I would have seen that. I would have jumped on that tweet. I didn't see that. I will send it to you because I... I have been advised not to respond to it. And I think that that's the right move, but that doesn't mean other people can't respond to it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the good move on all of those things, this is something I tried very hard to instill into our buddy, Mr. Campbell, is to not, <laughs> resp not respond to this stuff. Do not engage. Do not try Do not. To be, uh, don't try to be a story in pod news tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do not engage. Thanks Especially for listening. Not, Come back. Not especially not with a sixteen uh, tweet thread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, take us home. I'm sure everybody is ready to go. Yeah. So no, 
We do this every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, man, there's a whole bunch of different time zones. I don't want to go through them all. Greg, do you know the Alaskan time zone by chance, sir? No. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Neither do I. Fuzz probably does. He knows everything like that. I, I think I do, yeah. But I will keep going. You don't Have want to you heard of it. Google? No. <laughs> what, is, what is that? <laughs> hey, do Siri, what need... time is it in Alaska? <laughs> do we need the Alaskan time zone? <laughs> you can eliminate all this confusion, though, just by going to my page and keeping an eye out for it. It'll match the time zone up there. You don't have to worry about all this crap. Like if you are really interested in this and you want to hear back episodes, because I know Twitter bootsies off after like, what, a month or something, uh, go to podcastempowerhour.com. We have it in podcast form. We take all these spaces and put them up there. So like I said, it's a whole catalog of them since, when did we start putting them in there, Greg? It was in July maybe or something? Yeah. Yeah. We've got 18 or 19 weeks of episodes in there. Holy crap. And how does that show do? I feel like that would be a cool thing to do is like to every week you could say how many downloads it gets. Uh, it would, it doesn't do well. Let me say it that way. <laughs> this is the only gets, ever did. It gets downloads. <laughs> it gets, let me, downloads. let me just tell you this podcast creators, which I haven't uploaded to in six months, gets more downloads than this show, which is insane to me. I have a podcast that I mentioned before counter programming with Shira and Ariel that has not published an episode in almost two years. And we still get 90 downloads a week. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, that was all like that. That show was always like I'd always look at the title, and whenever it was something absurd, I would listen to it. Like, I mean, I know it was always something absurd, but like (laughs) when you were like counting goats or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Were you counting sheep? Counting sheep? Yeah. Sheep, sheep. Yeah. Oh, Greg. Oh my gosh. It's past your bedtime. Let's get you to bed, Greg. Give us a one-liner that (laughs) I think take us. Let's let's get you out of here so you can go count goats. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a one-liner, old Greg. We'll call tonight. A one-liner? What? Come find us at podcastingpowerhour.com. Is that what you're looking for? You want me to plug our own show? I thought it was some inspirational quote you could give and we could just end it like that. Oh, if I started counting sheep, I'd be fa- I'd fall asleep. So that's why I must count goats so I can stay awake. <laughs> I like it. That's really good. <laughs> that is really good. I'm going to get a tattoo of that. Anyways, see everybody next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it was really fun. Thanks for coming on. So Jeff, after show or no? We can chill for a while. I'm fine with that. Thank you for listening to the Podcasting Power Hour. Everyone is free to participate on Twitter Spaces every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. To join, just follow Jeff at podcast underscore father or Greg at Indie Dropin. If you found this podcast helpful, go into your podcast app and write a quick review. Other podcasters will see it and know this show is worth listening to. Also, I'll put a few links in the show notes for ways you can support the show. I think by now you know we love our coffee. Have a great week. We I can't. I couldn't. I, I can't remember. I re, I remembered that uh, episode on counter programming. It's it's stuck in my brain. Been a while since she made that show though. So I still think it's interesting that I put this. Uh, I put this. I, I kind of like locked in this podcast just named Jeff, right? Yeah. And all I did was put like a Jeff Townsend Media production, like quick little note in there to create the RSS feed. And it's getting downloads. <laughs> I, mean, I will tell you, like, I, I, I'm going to tell you this. If you put in things into music players that people will just search, so names, song titles, lyrics, all of those things, if you put those as title, as searchable items, you are going to get downloads. And it it's is, stupid. It's stupid. It's north of 450 downloads. And, uh, less than three weeks what's the what's the audio on it though 
This is a Jeff Townsend Media production. You That's should do it. one with like Mike, Greg, Jim, David. I'm just reading down the list here. And see so who uh, gets more downloads? Yeah, James. Yeah, you should just see which name. Yeah, dude. No, totally, Jim. You're totally right. You should just do that with names and just see which names get searched the most. I swear to God, I think that would be gold. And what I'm going to start doing is just put a pre-roll and post-roll on it. I'm going to try to find like different ways to pronounce my name and like maybe different languages and stuff and just release that 10 seconds as an episode. It's just the show. All of the episodes are just 100% dynamic ads. Is that what you're saying, Buzz? <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I, I don't, totally. I don't, totally. How, I don't understand how it's getting downloaded, though. Like, I don't know why they're how they're finding it. Like you said, Fuzz, they have to be searching for Jeff. But I never like. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, like, like yeah, they're they're like searching for you know what, what's some famous uh, musician named Jeff. I don't uh, really know. There's got to be a ton. But yeah, so I did it just to block it because I bought a domain too. And then like I looked on there, I'm like, holy crap, people are downloading the hell out of this. Listen the hell out of it. That's funny. Um, I repurposed, speaking of, uh, that fan dummy show, I repurposed the RSS to, um, to my sci-fi fanatic show. And that's been very successful. The, um, I put a, I basically made a, you know, I made a, a, a small episode saying, you know, Hey, sorry, we haven't made any episodes, but this is what's going on with life. I've, you know, we've moved on to these things. And by the way, we're, I'm going to, you know, this, this feed is transforming into science fiction fanatic. And, uh, you know, I let that sit on there for, you know, like a week or, you know, five days or something. And then I flipped the RSS to the sci-fi fanatic show and popped the trailer on there and, and kind of got it going. But it just goes to show the value of actually buying an RSS feed because I transferred it from one uh, Spotify account to another um, I transferred it from one Apple podcast account to another. Um, I took it over on all the different podcasting apps. So I went through all that hassle, you know, because it was all two separate logins to everything. Like it was, you know, it had its own cast box account, had its own, you know, Apple podcasts and Spotify for podcasters account, all that. So, you know, if you're thinking about starting a new show, you should think about buying the RSS feed of a similar show or even exact show. And, uh, Buzz and I tried that. It was deleted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. We, this, this, this is what we got. Yeah. One Twitter account. That's what I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I have not gotten the domains yet. And we've been going back and forth. And he doesn't know how to transfer a domain. And also, uh, in the meantime, I've bought other ones and got my website up and running. So well, you're the only person I've ever met that buys nothing. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You uh, could have just started it. What could he have done? I, well, I mean, there's some IP involved. You know, if I just jumped on the name, that yeah. would have been. I got, yeah, I got that was 280. Would yeah, it would have been a day. Well, I could have done. I could have done. So, I mean, I well, you you know, I could have went with my publicity name and yeah, just could have done a different thing and just would have taken a little bit to build up to that threshold of 280 uh, Twitter followers that he had. Uh, but yeah. they've been they've been good. So, <laughs> but it does fit you. I'll say that. Yeah. What's that? It does fit you though. The Good Morning Podcasters. I, so I was gonna I was gonna ask like like legitimately does it sound okay? Are you guys like? Oh, I think it's the, I think it's like see that's the thing about the Tanner. It's always weird for Tanner to be like that Good Morning guy, but for me, like you're that Good Morning guy. Tanner's that podcasting sucks guy. Yeah. Well, I'm having fun with the podcasting sucks thing. By the way, Jeff, we need to pick a different day to record this week because I am now going to the Green Bay Packers game, even though they suck this year. Um, I, one of my vendors is taking us to the game on Thursday night. So we're going to have to pick a different day to record if you've got some time. So either Wednesday night 
or Friday night. So. We'll try to figure out Wednesday night then. Okay. I got to go. Uh, but yeah, I, well, no, I, so I, I appreciate the feedback. And then also, uh, yeah, for those who are still on, uh, I started uh, Good Morning Inbox. It's a sub stack. And uh, you go to uh, gmp.fm slash news and get you there to the newsletter. And uh, I've got some separate content there. So it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying it. He's also got a website called A Fuzzy Night, but that is not appropriate for Twitter. Yeah, to- totally different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That is ridiculous. Mallard's looking for it right now. Yes, he uh, I'm it. just trying to figure out all those letters from that Substack. I broke my keyboard. Thank. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, GMP like Good Morning Podcasters. <laughs> FM slash news. GMP FM slash news. I know there's no there's only one vowel one vowel in all that, but you'll get it. I'll get it. I, I'm just picking on you though. Hey Greg, do you agree with me though on the fuzz like Good Morning thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, the personality. <laughs> that long deep breath in sounded like yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. I I do for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I do for sure. The uh, um, you know, it's just it's just really it's just weird hearing you on there, Fuzz. You know, like it just is so strange to me because I listen to that stupid Good Morning podcast show with Tanner ever since he started it. Well, but I'm getting well. Quit listening after podcasting sucks. But uh, that was Tanner. Though. Like, he he just delivery of that podcasting sucks was amazing it was it yeah. was a great show that is tanner that was him the uh no no i really i really do like it fuzz i think it's great i saw Thanks, that you changed Greg. your i i uh i saw you changed the cover art like i thought you had the um you had like the boathouse or something before yeah it started as like a boathouse kind of early morning that was where i was going with uh ariel was that i had taken a sunrise photo and then I selected three colors out of it to make it the colors because I'm like, oh, that's a sunrise because I know that because I selected sunrise on Envato Elements mm-hmm. and uh, found found a photo. Um, and that's what my wife did in our kitchen and it looks great. However, she's not colorblind. Uh, so she's like, oh yeah, there's some lavender in there and like your your colors are like lavender, green, and black. I'm like, oh cool, okay. So let's change that. So yeah, I did I did change it up and I wanted to be more visible when people were looking on their phones. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I like this way better. I was gonna like when you were talking about that, I was like, I hope he's not talking about that like lake house looking one because it's not very good. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that was me like. The the night that Jeff and I were like, yeah, like I've had enough wine. Let's pull out our Venmo and let's let's get going. Yeah. Um, that was that night that I was like, I'm, I'm going to use this boathouse. So why? So I just don't. I need to understand. Like, why is there no microphone anywhere on the cover of this? Uh, I couldn't afford a microphone photo. It was so, exp- <laughs> so so expensive. So hard to come by. <laughs> I just oh. didn't know where to find one. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh my god! No headphones either. Yeah, yeah I mean, how no. are people going to know it's for podcasters? Besides that, it's I, I feel so bad. So wait, wait, no so, RSS feed logo either. No, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I'm working. I, I just, there? I, 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 I did hold off okay. too on by putting the old iTunes logo on there. I was working on it, and then I was like. Eh. I feel bad though. I'm going to say this uh, out loud in front of a few other people, but you're all yeah, friends. Not many though. Um, the uh, so we had a client at one point. And they're like, "Hey, can you?" And they didn't say it to me. They said it to one of our account managers. They're like, "We're creating a podcast. Can you? Can your team create us a podcast logo?" And they didn't ask me. They, you know, we have we have like 85 employees. There's like a lot of people, and I don't see every single thing that comes out of this place. But I know the person who does it, and he has a very good podcast, and it's about 
teachers and all in this stuff and they created this logo and it is a like old school condenser mic and headphones. <laughs> and I'm like, and now whenever I see it, I'm like, I can never talk about not using a microphone in your logo because if he ever like when I did that LinkedIn, uh, I tried to do that LinkedIn uh, live thing, yeah, uh, audio thing. He was the first person to tune in, and I'm like. And he's he's a he's a mayor of a local area here. He like runs one of the uh, uh, big school districts in the area. And I'm like, I cannot ever talk about not putting a logo in here because he paid us to do that. <laughs> so it was not me. And if I had it up to do it all over again, if I saw it, I would slap a designer. But anyway. you know, you you should do the um, what is it that? <laughs> so we have so many marketing companies work for us, and it's like. Don't you need a refresh? It's about time for refresh. Here's an article <laughs> yeah, right. saying that every 18 months, your customer needs yes. to see, right? Like maybe you could use yes, that exactly. and get paid again yes. for it. Like, Hey, Hey bud. You know, like I know, I, I know what you're, you know, what you're going for, but, um, yeah, I don't know how you know, we that can was, top that this. Was popular. We actually created it in like 2017. So he's on episode. I just looked, he's on episode 247 and, uh, it is pretty good. So, I, I, it might be good time, but he, you know what? He's kind of got a brand now. So, and uh, I, th- I think people are listening. So he doesn't have a just leave it. microphone and headphones though. I mean, unless no, it's what he should have is his face. He's a good looking dude. People know who he is. He should just like put his face out everywhere, but I don't think he, he's not very vain. I guess that's probably one of the problems. So, so, so Fuzz, how come, how, how come you guys don't do any like podcast production stuff? I mean, isn't, isn't that like it's, the marketing shtick these days? Uh, you know what? Uh, so we do do some, some podcast stuff, but I don't talk about it much because it's not um, anything in this industry. So, ah. and the the stuff that we do is uh, rated with a very with a with a very big brand name, and I don't want to be associated with. I don't I don't want them to think that. Yeah, if yeah I, I say it. it. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah, it's not. It's um, not. Pay, receiving money is not an endorsement. Correct. Yeah. And also, uh, I also have to say this, we just dropped a boatload on, uh, uh, ACAST's, uh, pod chaser, (laughs) even though I said I'd never spend a dollar with them, uh, because of their, um, practices with email. Yeah. Uh, but, but we just dropped like three grand on their service because, um, we need to get some of our guests scheduled on places. So our PR team is, um, you know, wanting to have some software that'll help them out. So yeah. we're uh, make sure if you're listening, if you're one of the uh, other four on here still uh, make sure your show is listed on pod chaser because people do use it. Yeah. That's what we got to, that, that's a, that's a good tip. The um, yeah. I saw on micro acquire, somebody was selling a, uh, uh, a business podcasting, like an, like a, a whole agency, like for like specifically designed for corporate podcasting. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, was it successful? Yeah, no, yeah, it had, uh, it had, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, in the black. Hmm. So, and it, and they were only asking for like a 2x multiple, which, okay, which seems reasonable. I mean, but, uh, but yeah, it was like, it was like 1.5 million or something. It was a little bit more than, more than, uh, than I could entertain, but uh, I should have sent it to you though. I just didn't know if you were, and I'm one, I already sent you one or two. And I thought, I can't, I'm not going to just send this guy all the shit that I can't afford. <laughs> yeah. We, we, I mean, no, I, no, and I, 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 if, if you see something that you think would work for us, send it my way. We're currently working on a, uh, a pretty big social, um, new endeavor. That's uh, a little bit different. So 
that's where the rest of my focus is kind of going at this moment as a uh, a new social media for uh, so some certain types of businesses that are dealt with in a certain kind of franchise slash franchisee way. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, but I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. It's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm trying to, trying to find some, some adjacent things to pick up. I, uh, I email the folks over at Audrey IO, which is shutting down. I mean, Oh yeah. That would anybody get back to or no, no, nobody got back to me, but that would be, you know, it's not perfect, but you know, if it's written in, in a language, our developers understand then yeah. Why are they uh, shut down? What was the reason? Didn't say. Just got an email saying it's tomorrow. I think getting an email saying, "Hey, the fifteenth or the fourteenth or one of the days is the last day." Sorry, you know, use Podcorn basically. Yeah. So is, um, is that the same kind of system? Audrey.io was did, they, uh, did Podcorn buy them? No, no, they're just shutting it down. I mean, maybe somebody bought no, Audrey. Audrey's dying. Not yet. Not, not Podcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Not Podcorn, but Audrey.io. I thought. You know, I mean, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Perhaps one of the founders got a job and they said, you have to shut this down, which is common. Um, but uh, what, especially are, in tech. Are any of you on Podcorn? Because yep. we've tr- oh, yeah. we've made a, a number of... Have you, have you gotten any oh, yeah. deals yeah, out I've of gotten, it? I've gotten work and I've okay. paid for work. So I, um, I have not. We've submitted probably eight different pitches and I've never so much as received a like, no... Oh no, anybody. no! Eight, eight isn't going to cut it, buddy. Eight, okay, eight is you got bush league. Okay, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure what the what the threshold yeah. was for the. I, I I just wanted to hear like, uh, no thanks, we're not interested. Much. No, less. you won't get it. Sometimes, so the best you can say, the best that can happen to you is if they, you know, for negative wise, besides getting hired, is yep. um, they'll set you as not a fit. Yeah, so, that's what I was. I was looking for any like not a fit would have been like some feedback to know that that place actually worked. <laughs> yeah. So let but, me just let me just tell you, Jeff. I don't know if you're if you're good. I know that you're. Sometimes you have to go at like nine thirty, but um, let me see here. Sponsorships. Uh, yeah, proposals sent seventy six for me, and okay. I've probably gotten. Let's see. I don't. Does it say uh, profile? It's like online dating, isn't it? I mean, it's it's like cold calling is maybe a better okay. analogy, right? Like you get it's more than one out of a hundred, which is what cold calling was when when everyone yep. stopped doing it. <laughs> everyone <laughs> should stop doing it anyway. It was like one out of a hundred. Um, so, so you're telling me there's a chance? I'm telling you there is a chance. So, by the way, zero not a fits. Oh, okay, of, all right. Out of all those, so no one. No one has set me to not a fit ever, but I make it a point to uh, to set it to to not a fit. So I've gotten one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've gotten nine deals for um, I don't know twelve, twelve eighty, eight forty, a thousand eighty eight, four hundred, three hundred, one twenty, four fifty, one fifty, forty. So I mean, a few grand. Yeah. So. I mean, it's worth. All right, well, it's we'll, worth we'll doing. keep pitching then. My my eight, yeah, my eight is bush league then for uh, Shanna's show. So, yes, to, sir. Uh, I need to put her on pitching those because she's a teacher and she's talking to people who want to have you know teachers read their ads. So she should write them and not and not marketing guy. But I don't know. I think the ones that the ones that work, um, I follow up on. So if they if they don't when they don't set it as not a fit. I, you know, which they, which they never have. I feel sorry for them because 
as the dates go by, I update it and lower the price. <laughs> so, oh, uh, there you go. So I change the dates and lower the price. And I, I just, you know, maybe two of those have been that where, um, the other thing is, is you got to get on early Mondays. It seems like everything's posted on Mondays. So like Monday okay. morning, like six or seven o'clock in the morning, like when you wake up and you're having your coffee, browse through and, uh, um, my pitches are all exactly the same. I just copy and paste them. And I write one sentence about why I think I'm a fit for them. Like, Hey, I okay. think your pots and pans would be kick-ass on my show because of, you know, I have, you know, my demographic is, you know, 40 year old moms or whatever. You Do you want to come on an episode of good morning podcasters and talk about how to pitch on popcorn? I, I can. I mean, I don't know that eight wins makes me an expert, but I can. You could just say idea. We could say ideas for just yeah, just pitching. roll back the tape and cut this up and use it. Don't have to do it again. Oh, there, there, there we go. Yeah. Can you send me the audio, please? Or did we stop recording? <laughs> no, no, I we haven't stopped recording. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was planning. So so Fuzz, I was planning on doing. Uh, you know, maybe not every week, but I was going to send you a show or two. Yeah, that'd be great. I, 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 you know, when we talked about how difficult it is to do a, a daily and I, I want to get up to a daily, um, it's nine 31 my time right now. And I need to, uh, again, finish writing two different mother effing reviews for tomorrow, which is uh, painful for me. Um, yeah. but I also, I, I want to get something done. I've got some topics and such, but I'm, uh, so how many, you have, how many direct out of the 85, how many are direct to you? Like how many are in your Tree. Well, typically, so I've got BizDev. Uh, so the he, the VP of BizDev, the VP of Account Management, uh, the content director who oversees PR and copywriting, and then uh, the VP of Media Buying and Planning. Uh, so that's four. And then typically the VP of Social Media or the director of Social Media, depending on who we've got in there. But our person left to go to Cole's corporate recently. And so now I'm leading a team of eight <laughs> as the fill in on that. Yeah. So if you're looking for a job in social media and you happen to live in the Milwaukee area, I'm looking for a content supervisor for social media. So you don't have work uh, from home, Elon Musk or what? I mean, we do have, well, we, so we, we do have, we do have uh, hybrid but that does include some time in the office. So but you don't have, we do have, from remote, we, do have we, we do have remote work. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I could afford you there, Greg. So uh, you, you know, listen, if you had, I would I was say this so also, I don't know yeah. if the team of uh 24 year old girls uh, will be women uh, will be uh, something that you would want to lead or would they would want to be led by you. So <laughs> you're talking to Greg, right? Not, not me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either one, either one really. Yeah, they're, 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 uh, listen, it's the quality of the content. I'll be like, listen, I'll be like, I, 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 the spell check has every one of these words highlighted. Is this misspelled or is this how you say this? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're all super bright. They're all super bright. Uh, just uh, different, uh, like yeah, they're it's a really, it's they're a, really good, really good at what they do. They're just, um, I'm like work dad, but yeah. And like, I'm like the, Hey, you know, like <laughs> they don't want to disappoint me, I think is what it is. Um, but I'm not really inspiring to them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're looking no, for somebody to inspire them. Bad jokes. Yeah. Well, I do. Everything's a bad joke. Yes. 
So uh, yeah, for I, you. I mean, I'm currently I'm currently wearing. If it helps any, I'm currently wearing Hey Dude shoes. If that makes uh, any sense to anybody. Oh, else. I love those. Shoes. Just send just send them your They're deadlift so pictures though. That'll that'll inspire. Yeah, them. no, that doesn't work. They're like, oh look, Dad's strong. Um, <laughs> they, they they know what old man strength <laughs> yeah. is. Oh, cool. Dad'll protect me <laughs> if I need him, but also uh, going to walk all over him because he's dad. And also, I feel bad that they don't have a current leader. And you know, it was oh, well, I don't need to go. I'm not going to go and do yeah, it. Yeah, no, five, five, five direct reports is perfect, especially yes. at the VP level. That yeah. because because you got to follow up on strategy, which is I just bitch. need to give them the resources they need, and and that most of my time is spent in business development, pitching new clients, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I yeah. will tell you, leading leading at a lower level is something I loved doing when I was at that level. And now I don't feel that I give them what they need. So yeah, exactly. And they're going to use this recording to ask me for a raise. No, no, I'll cut, I'll cut this out. Well, I don't know. I probably, if I remember, I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. I, I only have it set up to cut out Ed. So I have to figure out how to cut you out. (laughs) You like how I said 60 and he didn't have a comment. What'd you say, Jeff? I didn't hear you. I said happy 60th birthday to him and he didn't say anything. He's just turned oh. 55 today. Yeah. He turned 55? Yeah. Um, oh, see, I thought he really turned 60. So I, I was about to go hard in. And then I thought, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. And yeah, he usually bails if he doesn't like something. He's just like, oh, I'm out. I know. He's, and, and there's like no hard feelings. Like the next time you talk to him, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, I'm like, Ed hates me. And then he posts the thing like, here are the podcasters that I listen to. I'm like, oh, two of those links uh, I work on. Thank you. <laughs> so you don't hate me as much as I was worried you did. Because he's great. I love him. So did you uh, see and I'm glad. 124 download day the other day. I did. Yeah. Uh, he's been just having people, good stuff lately for him. I, I, people should I, I never like underestimate the power of a generic, of a, like a, not a generic, but like a specific podcast name of what you do. Yes. You know, something searchable, like it is worth its weight in gold. I told yeah. Pixie that I couldn't find a strippers strippers podcast anywhere. She's like, I'd never name it that. I'm like, I, I would. Yeah, exactly. I would I would go on trends and I would search stripper related topics, whichever one had the best, you know, conversions. What do you do? What do you, Greg? So first, so I would go to my history and I would just copy that and put it into Google Trends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh my. Um, his, his his history is Google Trends. It's kind of funny how that works. Out. I would call I would call it live from the pole. I would no like it just like a, the stripper podcast. Like the or like uh um like uh you know the strip club or something like that where people would you know are going to just type that crap in and they're going to get that. Um, I'm thinking that the three of us should just start a, a podcast called the Strip Club and we. Talk about ways to strip wallpaper, paint, uh, those kind of things. That's so. That's Ariel's counter program. Counter programming. That's yep. that's her. You, you think it's about like technology or or something like that, like you know. But it literally is counting random shit in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like guys cook, know cookie uh, monster? <laughs> uh, are you familiar with uh, marijuana enthusiasts on Reddit? No. Yeah. No, okay, but I'm so, going, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to join because Missouri is now. Oh, oh well, you won't want to join marijuana enthusiasts. What you want to join is trees. So uh, our the subreddit trees is about marijuana, <laughs> and then the the group that loves trees named their uh, <laughs> named their subreddit marijuana enthusiasts. So if you oh go to marijuana God. enthusiasts, it's all about arborists and trees, and it's 
it's freaking awesome. Just the fact that those two are like symbiotic kind of subreddits that are about the opposite thing, but they both are in on the joke. It's so funny to me. I don't, that's why I don't understand why the great exodus from Twitter, which, um, which isn't happening by the way, but it's, it's more like an influx, but the, the great exodus of Twitter didn't go to Reddit. Yeah. Like, you know, it seems like the that, best place for everybody. Man, Mastodon is like you said in your, I think your response to me, it's like not a replacement for Twitter. It is. And I feel, I feel bad for the people who are on Mastodon and like use that. It's horrible. Cause I feel like, I feel like we like, what, what'd you say? Yeah. Shitty version of Reddit. Yeah. I I think, I think it's a shitty, I think it's a shitty version of, of Twitter. Uh, but I feel like we as Twitter users went and like kicked in the door on Mastodon. We're like, what's up fuckers? We're here. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, like they're like, what ser- what servers do you want to join? <laughs> we're like, where's your beer nerd? Um, <laughs> I'm like, do you want to join the server called ETH 01 beta 614? No, That's man. How do I retweet on this? How do I retweet on this stupid piece of shit? Oh, it's got to be confusing as shit. You know it does. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Buzz talked me into trying it, and I wish I wouldn't have. No, I well, I feel bad because I had reached out to the dude from Podcast Index to ask him a legitimate question about RSS feeds back in the day, and he had sent me an invite, and I never joined because I couldn't figure out how to join. But then when everybody was like talking about going to Mastodon, I'm like, oh, I have this invi- invite from the podcast index, index that social Mastodon. So I, Jones, yeah. I joined on that. And then I'm like, oh, like, I think I just broke his trust because he had reached out to me via email and said, here's, here's your invite, sir. And that was like six months ago. And then I'm like, finally, like, hey, I'm here. Twitter sucks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, and I'm probably never going to use it again. So that's the only, I mean, the that that uh, Mastodon server is probably the only one that I'm actually interested in. To be honest, the uh, yeah, I need to get an invite. I I, I sent a uh, you can't you can't um, DM uh, Dave over at Podcast Index. So how did I don't know how to get a hold of him? But what do you mean you can't DM him? You might be able to DM him, but I, he's not my friend. I DM all the time, man. Oh, I might be able to invite you on that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Let me, yeah. Let, let me let me look around. So I just so I signed up. Oh, that was the other thing. I signed up for Mastodon uh, like last week. I don't know Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I got a new iPhone, and all my logins were trashed. And my uh, my IT guy is like, "Oh yeah, all you have to do is like do this," and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna delete your old phone," and then he deleted it. And I'm like, "Hey, what about my Authenticator app <laughs> with all my two factor auth stuff?" And he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, you don't uh, save, you don't save that to iCloud. I guess you uh, don't. No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. But yeah. I figured it out. I got all of them except for a couple. So, uh, and I've I've got backup codes. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's just been a pain to get up and running. But the, uh, yeah. So I think Mastodon's not going to be much of anything. And also, uh, Jeff and I recorded our uh, Twitter Blue episode. <laughs> And like we recorded it on Thursday and then on Friday, they shut down the ability to get Twitter blue, which is kind of fun. It'll be back they, they, this Friday though. Oh, Will it? Okay. I, was yeah. say, I, I thought like when I read that, I was not going to have it. Anymore. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck Fuzz is talking about. It's working. Um, and actually I've noticed that some now have, I just took a screenshot while we were um, on the air before is that some of the blue check marks have a, an official check mark underneath their username. Now it says, 
like uh, Fox 6 News in Milwaukee has a checkbox with the word official underneath their username. So, yeah, I wonder if, uh, let me check something. I wonder if that's I'm the... seeing that right now, too. Yeah, I saw that. I'm pissed because I tried to like piggyback off my new job here because you know, like, any journalist can get a fucking verification mark, right? Um, you have to have published work. I was going to go with this podcast network. I know, but you have to publish your work. Yeah, I, I know. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you, you um, so, no, so some like news outlets that had uh, anything like, like I have friends who are journalists for small newspapers, but if they're owned by like the USA Today Network or whatever, they, they have a system of getting verified where they submit that the, the news outlet submits their information and they get verified without any sort of, they don't even they could be an intern there and they can get verified without publishing anything. No kidding. So that was a, that was a path to verification because the outlet is verified and that would allow them through. So the, um, yeah, they're uh, I, like, I have friends who have a hundred followers and they're verified because they work for, you know, the Milwaukee journal Sentinel or something. What, anyway, what would, Oh, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Before I was rudely interrupted, that was my <laughs> plan to try to do that. But, uh, obviously I never heard back and I don't even think it's an option anymore. By the way, we all say Elon Musk, right? And during our podcast, Jeff, I kept calling him Elon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. Could be just a Elon, Milwaukee Elon. accent. Elon. Elon the, uh, Gate. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. The, um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what all happens with that. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, you know how all these things go. Like whenever, whenever companies get bought by other companies, there's always this change things for the sake of changing them. And then it seems like six months later, they realize like why the old people did what they did. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't some like nefarious thing or it wasn't some like, sh- you know, shitty administration. Like there were, there were drivers that, that the new people were unaware of. Like I've seen that so many in times in tech. Well, I think if they actually like fuzz and I were talking, they actually verified like, it's you and you're doing something, whether you're notable or not, that would be cool. Like one option, right? Yeah. What uh, would you pay? What would you pay for that? Like if, if there was an actual, because, because, you know, let's say humans had to look at your passport and look up your LLC or whatever, you know, get your incorporated incorporation papers or whatever it is, whatever verification, like what would you pay for that? Well, the here's the thing. I, I wouldn't want to... <laughs> I would not want it to be exclusive to only those who could afford to pay for it. Right. So like there may be like, uh, like a subset of people in, you know, uh, less well-to-do areas or people who are struggling or people who are in different countries where the, the number doesn't, you know, quite match up. I, I would hate to be exclusive to that. Now myself, I'd pay if it, I'd pay a one-time fee of like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's worth probably even more than that, honestly. But well, can, yeah. I, can I interject a crazy idea? It, maybe it's verification based off owning a website, and you're verified within that website. That's like, what I'm say, saying. Something, right? Yeah, like like like, like you po- like yeah you post like just like when you're getting verified that you you know like own a Google Analytics account where you have to post a, a code in the yeah. header or something. Yeah. Right, but you can't post. But you can't <laughs> you know you can't post election changing data from Google Analytics. No, true. I, that's a very, very, very good point. They verify the eight dollars standpoint. The, they shouldn't get rid of the actual notable. I don't think, and yeah. I think they should. I mean, yeah. It's not bad to have the process of actually verifying. 
I don't know. Well, I don't think they should call it. I don't. Know, I don't think they should call it verify. Then, like, call it Twitter Blue, and your, you know, your profile becomes blue if you if you pay for it, and you get these extras. And if you're verified, you're verified because we've you're a physically source. verified that you're. Yeah. yeah, that you're. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been there. If you let's say you've been Twitter Blue for twelve months and you've paid ninety six bucks to Twitter and you you're going to keep your subscription, then maybe they go in and. Uh, at that time, they ask you for your info. And they give you that path to verification. But we didn't get it for the check mark, though. I mean, no. I, I honestly, they said they were going to prioritize tweets in the feed, and that, that right. means say less. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. the, blue che- the blue check mark is actually a detriment because now they yes. think a Twitter blue person. Yes, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, no. like I don't. You know. They're- People were like, oh, you paid for that check mark. It's like, I didn't yeah. pay for yeah. that. Send me, send me a DM with a high five and that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know how you saw my tweet and you made a comment for my check mark? Yeah, that's what I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. They got to figure that out. If they can do that, though, then it'd be well worth it. Yeah, I mean, that's what Facebook tried to do with the boosted, but then everybody was boosted, so it didn't work. Everybody, please. um, there's no one here, they wouldn't even need that, right? I mean, but uh, yeah, good option, anyway, guys. I gotta jump off here, yeah. Same, okay. what what are you saying, Jim? It was good hearing everybody, is what I was saying. I'm sorry, oh no, yeah, I was coming up. Exit too, so really good to hear your voice. I heard, I heard Jim smack his knees, and he's like, Well, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's over. <laughs> good night, drive home. Yeah, these so new balances are killing me. Look at that time. It seems about that time. What are all the time, no, it's an hour and forty-five minutes? That's more than I'm used to. Come on. Yeah. Hey, Tim, what are you going to let all three of us on your hey, podcast? So you know, it's funny. So I, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I, I have to be at the office. I'm doing the. Yeah, you know, I'm working on these reviews. I haven't touched them because I'm in on this. But I know she's on Twitter and she probably sees the ring around my uh, profile. <laughs> like, you asshole. Probably listening. <laughs> yeah. No, she's her, not. But unless she's got a burner account that's uh, edu because uh, she's got an education. She's on her flip phone right now. <laughs> no offense, edu. Uh, I'm guessing you're not her. But if you are, give me a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> I'll be home soon, sweetie. <laughs> it's only 12 minutes away. Uh, Thanks, guys. Good night. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye.